You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Oh, uh, wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios in beautiful downtown Tukey City, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider, gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. Our new executive uh, producer, Liam, will be here in the studio uh, directly. Um, this is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHID. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show. Without talking over with your healthcare provider. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs. Really helps uh, keep us going more than just about anything. You can scroll down and you can find the Roadie uh, robotic tuner. And, uh, or you can go to Roadie, R-O-A-D-I-E dot drsteve.com. And they have the Roadie tuner for guitar and they've got one for bass mandolin, other stringed instruments, including banjo. And uh, they also have the roadie coach now, which will actually teach you to play a stringed instrument. So feel free to do that. And uh, go to uh, simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net for Dr. Scott's website. Tacey and I do a show on Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. And my favorite thing to do is Cameo, cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. <laughs> Where I'll just say fluid to your mama or do whatever you want me to do. Sometimes it's amusing, sometimes it sucks. But what do you want for, you know, two bucks or five bucks or whatever it is at the time? <laughs> Don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And um, everything going okay over there, Dr. Scott? Yeah, doing super great. Okay. Pretty busy. Very good. Well, I was um, trying to stall today. Because Liam is supposed to be here. He's uh, volunteering for a marketing Speak of the devil. Oh, there he is. Here, have a seat right there, little buddy. What's up, dude? And uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it's Liam. <laughs> uh, first heard on this show 
um, when he uh, did this um, <laughs> when he did this uh, commercial for Ashley Madison. Let me see if I can find it here. <laughs> Come on now, where are we? <laughs> when my mom is a b- my daddy is at AshleyMadison.com. There he can f- lots of other women. When I grow up, I'm going to be an Ashley Madison man. Because my daddy's raising me without any moral compass whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Madison, find your lovers here. Why exactly are we singing this? (laughs) Daddy, what's a rotisserie? Yay. Yay. So so. So proud. Oh, my God. You're on Weird Medicine. Oh, <laughs> yes, you are on Weird Medicine. Why is it doing that? I hate Apple Music. It just goes and plays the next thing, whatever it wants to do. Get your hand off my penis! <laughs> anyway, hello, Mr. Liam. Hello. Um, you're, oh, there's your microphone. Uh, there you go. you just talking to good? it. Yep, 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 okay. yep. Yep. So you're here because um, this is some assignment for school. Yes. <laughs> You've never shown any interest in being up here ever. Yeah, I have to do it. Unless there's money involved, of course. Well, no, there's never been no money. money involved. <laughs> okay. I would be up here all the so, time. So <laughs> when you, well, we could, listen, I need somebody to do some work for me. We could work something out, and I'm happy to pay you. Um, what you got to do, though, is when you're talking to the mic, you want it to be about a fist, a fist distance away. There you go. Okay. Yeah, perfect. All right. So what is this assignment exactly? <laughs> I have to do a, a volunteering for a marketing class. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here you go. So here's the camera switcher, and this is for the YouTube channel, and it's all um, labeled. And the ones that you're interested in are, are Scott, Steve, and guest camera, which is whenever your mother's talking, you push the okay. guest camera so thing. So when people are talking, just switch it to them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the two-shot, like if Scott and I are in a conversation, then you hit the two-shot. St- two okay. Do I hit the two-shot and then No, you just both? all you have to do is just push it. Okay. So there's no one for mom? On the the one shot? for mom is guest camera. No, I know, but for two shot, they left you off of it. I don't, I don't even want to be on yeah, camera she's in a at two, all. She's in a two shot with, um, this is fascinating with for me, the yeah. listeners, by the way. Um, <laughs> she's in a two shot with uh, Dr. Scott. Okay. Okay. And you're conveniently out of camera. Thank you. Camera range. Thank you. We'll fix that for the when we do the podcast part. But anyway. uh. <laughs> all right. So that's all you got to do. So uh, your mother, okay. So let's we'll just we'll forget Liam's here and we'll just do the show. I won't have to explain. Well, your mother and your uncle Scott are doing this and that. Well, oh look at that little feller. He sure is a good. He's cute, ain't he? He surely is. He spit an image of his papa. There you go. I hope not. <laughs> is a, do you want me to start doing this now? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is oh, your job. Straight A's, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Straight A's. Oh, straight A's. Oh, man. You are one pathetic loser. Oh. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. All right. Okay, yes. Uh, yes, your internship begins now. Very good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's Tacey's Time of Topics. A time for Tacey to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacey. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. 
Now would be the time to go to the bathroom if no. you need to take a break. <laughs> no. Is it working? Shut up, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, what, you're fired. <laughs> I just I'm gave so... him an A, and we'll give an yeah, A. Yeah, okay. no, you get credit for ten we'll, hours. We'll just, you can just we'll yeah. sign it off. We'll no, just shake it off. I, I just want to know if I'm doing it right. You are doing it. Uh, yes, you're doing okay. it right. <laughs> and but what you what you can't do is in the middle of the show just be going, "Is that right? Am I doing it right?" <laughs> yeah, Nene, like, come on. Hey, it's, it's like having it's like having it's like having well, it's, mother, like, it's like having grandma up here. Well, it's like the first time I was doing the news at. WRAL TV and I was running the camera and I wanted to be all fancy and yeah I was whispering to the director do you want it like this do you want it like this and he's trying to switch and and bring up videos and stuff he was just like kid just shut the fuck up okay. I got you. Okay. no so I did the same thing you're you're fine all right now shut the fuck up okay. all right okay it's, no, it's can't go test. Okay. A deadly fungal infection is spreading at an alarming rate, CDC says. Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. Cordyceps? A drug-resistant and potentially deadly fungus has been spreading rapidly through U.S. healthcare facilities. A new government study finds the fungus, a type of yeast called Canada Aurus or C. Aurus, can cause severe illness in people with weakened immune systems. Have you ever heard of this, Steve? Yeah, uh, yes. But, yeah, it's people who are, it's, you know, 100-year-olds and people like that with really bad immune systems. Well, we'll just see what the article says. Okay, okay. my God, we will. The number of people diagnosed with infections as well as as the number of those who were found through screening to be carrying CRS has been rising at an alarming rate since it was first reported in the U.S. researchers researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported Monday. Especially in the most recent years, it's very concerning to us. The lead author and chief medical officer in the CDC's mycotic disease branch said in an interview, we've seen increases just not in areas of ongoing transition, but also in new areas. The new warning, published in the Annals. Annals? We know where our head is. You see? You see? Your stupid mind. I love it. I I couldn't help it. Come as the Mississippi Mississippi Department of Health is fighting a growing outbreak of the fungus. Since November, at least 12 people have been infected with four potentially associated deaths. There have been ongoing four. transmission four. at two long-term care facilities. Out of 350 million people. Although cases have been identified at several other facilities in the state. Unfortunately, multi-drug-resistant organisms such as CRs have become more prevalent among our highest-risk individuals. Right. Highest risk, which is what you said, Steve. Oh, see, this is what, okay, this is what kills me. Yes, well, if you want other no, articles, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck more off. Than... You're stimulating conversation. That's you are the, the conversation. The fungus can be found on the skin and throughout the I'm body. It's not you, a threat the to healthy people, <laughs> but about one-third of people who become sick with CRS die. Wait, okay, say the sentence just before that. It's not a threat to healthy people. No. But about one third of people who become sick with it die. Correct. But see, it's being being found in these um, long term care facilities and stuff. You know, people who right. are sick. Mm-hmm. So in international health care facilities, it's gone from an unknown pathogen to a cause of forty percent of invasive candida infections. So this is really? ye- okay. Yeah, it sounds horrible, right? Yeah. Except. 
I can't remember the last time I saw a disseminated candida infection in the hospital. I know they're there because I know I don't see all the infectious disease people. Mm -hmm. But in my job, they're the sickest of the sick, and we usually get on, uh, yeah. called in on those. So let's look at, so 40% well, of the Well, let me incidents. say this sentence first Okay, before you start your little stuff. Oh, before I start hosting my show? Yeah. Okay. The number of infections increased by 59% to 756 from 2019 to 2020, and then by an additional 95% to 1,471 in 2021. Okay. Okay, I didn't hear any of that. Um Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was looking up something. Okay. In a cohort of 386 patients with positive blood cultures, candidemia, in other words, candida, uh, is documented in 16 patients. So that's 4% of whom 2.6% had pure candidemia. So um, it is... Um, I mean, it's not unheard of, obviously, but when you say, oh, it's become 40% of the candida infections, then what you're saying is it's become 40% of something that is a vanishingly small Well, when you weren't listening, the number okay. of yeah, infections increased by 59% to 756 from 2019 to 2020. 756 where? Over, I mean, what was the... From 2019 to 2020. In and, the United States? Yes. And then by an additional 95% to 1,471 in 2021. Okay. So we had 1,000 cases in the... Okay. So it, it went up, It did increase uh, by a third, right? From 700 to 1,000, something like that. Well, it says so, 95%, um, and I don't do math anymore. Number Maybe. of bacteremia. So let's just compare it to bacteremia, because that we see all the time. That's where bacteria colonize blood uh, cases in the U.S., right? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. It says 45.7 per 100,000 person years. I just want a number. Um, okay. Uh, you don't have to be so damn fancy. <laughs> Get to the point. Uh, okay. Overall, an estimated 119,000 cases of just staph aureus bloodstream infection. So, you know, there's probably a million, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, um, of all the different ones because we see bacteremia all the every day. So what, my point is, no, very good article, very good example of how alarmist Mm -hmm. The um, um, medical journalistic uh, or medical journalism um, uh, sort of environment is. Well, the author because they're out there looking for stuff, you know. Right. Ooh, they're, huge increase, you know, a forty percent increase, fifty percent, hundred percent increase in Canada cases. We're talking about a thousand cases across the whole country. Well, mm. the author hopes the paper will put this on healthcare providers' radar and spur facilities to practice good infection control. And one of the things I read is that the quaternary ammonia compounds that we use to clean surfaces doesn't kill this. Ooh. So Yeasts and are very hardy because they can spore, sporify, sporulate, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and those spores can live for almost forever. Oh. You know, they're little plastic, spheery things, and uh, when they're rehydrated, the stupid things come back to life. That's why. Well, think about it, um, Liam. Have you ever made bread? No, of course not. Yeah, I made bread one time. Did you? With did, you? 
with yeast? Do we need to do it with yeast? Well, if, I think so. If you remember, the yeast comes in a packet, and it's a dry powder. Mm-hmm. And you put it in water, and it comes back to life. That's how stupid these things are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just so... Yes. Yeah, go ahead. This, this yeah. article says, by its nature, it has an extreme ability to survive on surfaces. It can right. colonize walls, cables, beddings, chairs. We clean everything with bleach and UV light. Yeah. Yep. Gonna... But it also says... I mean, if you've watched The Last of Us, don't think we're all going to die because this is just for really <laughs> right. safe patients. Right, right, right. That's why I said it's not cordyceps that's jumped to humans. Yeah. But, uh, you know, candida is normal part of skin. You have candida on you right now. I don't know if you have candida auris or you have candida albicans for sure. Mm. Yeast infections, vaginal yeast infections are candida uh, albicans. Which just means, you know, white. So um, it just it makes a white discharge. Mm-hmm. I think that's what albicans st- it stands for, right? It makes what? sense, yeah. Albicans Alba. meaning, yeah. It's got to be. That's, it makes white discharge. Yeah. So um, they, uh, you know, these things are everywhere. Mm-hmm. We live with them constantly. Yeah, it comes from the Latin word white. So appears white when cultured on a plate or when cultured in a vagina. There you go, Mr. Liam. Now you learned something. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, very interested in this. Um, I think it is an example of alarmism in uh, medical journalism. They're just looking for stuff to increase over time. And then, you know, there's this relative risk versus Versus absolute risk. Well, I right? think, you know, when the article said, just put it on everybody's radar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. C. Oris has reportedly never been isolated from the natural environment. Does not seem to have been, uh-oh, seem to have been a common colonizer of humans before 2009. More research is needed to understand where in the environment C. Oris lives and why it began affecting humans only recently. Now, that is interesting. Has someone been playing around in the laboratory again? Oh. Jesus. Oh, yay. Will you guys stop with that, yeah, please? Quit, quit messing with that shit. It's from my fridge. It's from Liam's fridge. That's probably true. Yeah, actually, your fridge, what I cleaned out Liam's refrigerator. He asked me to do it as a favor, just to, what was that, for your birthday or something? Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it was terrible. It, no, it, it was messy. It was full of stuff, and there were... 20 un, unopened uh, or half-eaten things of, like, cheese dip. But none of them were moldy. There wasn't anything gross in there. The thing that cracked me up, and I put this on Twitter, too, was even his wa- – he had water in there that was out of date. <laughs> How do you have water that goes out of date? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, you know, con- consumed by <laughs> – 2019. I, I opened my mini fridge and there was one from 2017 in there. <laughs> it said drink by 2017. <laughs> Such is the oh. life of a college student. <laughs> anyway, hey, well, you know why we got you here? Um, Liam is getting his degree in sports psychology. And so, uh, and he has an encyclopedic knowledge of NBA. Of statistics, players. I mean, he's a really good person to have for, say, a 
um, um, like a fantasy basketball league. Are you doing football too, though? Right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's not your kinda. sport. NBA is your thing. Yeah. So tell us um, what we need to watch for with the Memphis Grizzlies. Nothing. This week. Nothing. No. No. Don't watch. Don't watch? Why not? It's evil basketball. Why? Oh, because they disappoint you constantly? Yeah. I was terrible. a Cubs fan, bro. I, I lived in Chicago, and I was a Cubs fan, so I understand your pain. Yeah. It's horrible. Now, we have a wager on the books that the Grizzlies will be the champs at the end of the season, and so you, we're going to lose that money? Nah. No. <laughs> See, that's a typical Cubs fan, too. They never lose hope that the Cubs somehow will not disappoint we them this year. We got 10 more games, and then we'll be good again. Okay. All right. Because, you know, Jaw will be back. Marcus Smart will ja be back. Jaw Rule. Yeah, Jaw Rule's coming back. <laughs> I hope. Okay. Um, and then Luke Kennard will be back. You don't want me to go through the whole IR. No, but no, no, no not the that. whole thing. Give us a couple of. Uh, there you go. Every All our good players will be back by then. Okay. Hopefully. And then we'll finally be not 3-11. and 11. <laughs> So Okay. Yeah, I don't see how we're going to. And our other bet on the, on the Scoot Henderson Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> okay. He was terrible. And alongside him being terrible, he got hurt for three weeks. Okay. So it's pretty much, it's already done, probably. All right, well. You know, the, the lesson you're going to learn from this is don't bet. Yeah. I bet on agendas, though. Yeah. That was my agenda. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had an agenda. Yeah. So. Yeah, don't, uh, <laughs> wagering is stupid. So if you learn nothing else than that, because I've, I have a really good friend who has a really, really good job in entertainment and almost lost it all with trying to get even gambling. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, oh, is yeah. you lose one that you knew you were going to get. or and, Well, it's that first time that you hit and all of your bets, and you go, oh, I got this. Yeah, I figured this and out. You, and you get that rush. And then you lose a big one, and then you're then you're trying to get even again. And don't get even. Mm-mm. Just go to the next one. You can't do that. It's like the dice. Let's we'll talk for a minute about uh, craps, for example. Right. Um, the dice have no memory, so if you you can never say that you are on a streak. You can only ever say that you were on a streak because streaks do happen. You can roll seven. You know, ten times in a row, but that just because you rolled it seven or ten times in a row doesn't mean the eleventh time it's more likely to be something else. It's just as likely to be a seven, which is one in six. There's six ways to roll um, um, a dice with thirty-six combinations of ways to roll a seven. That's why you know craps is that way. We I used to teach casino gambling, and the, one of the fallacies that I see is people are thinking, well, you know, this number hadn't come up; it's due to come up. It's like nope, nope. it is not really does not work that way. Nope. And if you win the Powerball, you're just as likely to win it the next week as you were the last week, which is pretty bloody unlikely. And if you ever want to, if you think, well, if I just keep playing the Powerball, I'll win. It's true. Somebody wins eventually. Mm -hmm. But I've heard the description, and I like this a lot because it's a good one. You take pennies and you stretch them from New York to L.A., 
on the road, and there's a road, and then you take one of those pennies and you paint it blue, and then the odds of you winning, just on one bet, obviously, you know, if you bet 10 times, it's 10 times that, uh, uh, is the same as driving from New York to L.A., stopping, picking up a penny, flipping it over, and it's the one blue one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is crazy. So, but I'll play just because it's fun to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay 10 bucks. You can afford to lose it. It's not a big deal. And it goes to a good cause, et cetera, et cetera. And every once in a while, somebody, you know, does win that damn thing. Wouldn't, mm-hmm. that, wouldn't that be awesome? I would call my work so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and your children. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, guys. See you guys. Oh, shit. oh and Tacey. <laughs> oh, I, I would never have that. Never. <laughs> see you, Tacey. Um, would y'all be, be like, mad if I later. dropped out? Here's... If I if I won the Powerball, what would y'all be mad if I dropped out? I would think that um, no, I would understand it, but I think it would be it would be a missed opportunity. Hmm. I would you drop know. out one hundred percent. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you'd 100%. be stupid and rich. Be smart and rich, though. But I can I can pursue my dreams. What, I could what, be like what a, would that be? An ancient Greek philosopher. <laughs> an ancient Greek philosopher. Yeah. Okay. So, so you would go back in time? Uh-huh. That's what I would spend my funds on. <laughs> time travel. Okay, well, go. that's true. That makes sense. Straight A's, guys. Yeah, He's like a it. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Whoops, wait. Oh, wrong Steve, one. Wrong for one. God's sake. I am too smart. I am too smart. <laughs> I was giving a talk the other day, yeah. and I accidentally, and this was like for a corporate thing, and I accidentally um, hit my elbow and it said this. Can you please stop bullshitting? That and- <laughs> was like, and I hit it real quick, but it was too late. I couldn't stop it. So, and I tried to blow I it off. It. I just said, well, uh, I guess someone's got an editorial comment. <laughs> anyway, all right. I love it. Well, that was a good one, Tace. You got another one? That stimulated some excellent conversation. No, this was Tacey's one topic. time of topic. This was Tacey's. This was Tacey's time topic. of topic. Yes. Topic. I will uh, be doing that one on my live stream because, you know, I like to take the medical journalism and put it into context. So that's a good one. Thank you. Well, here you go. Yep. Way to go, And I do think that's fascinating that this is one that people have never seen Mm. before that are colonizing people. That is the the one – I wouldn't say alarming is the right word. But it's fascinating. We're not used to having new pathogens. I mean, diphtheria, polio, tetanus, those have been around forever. Uh, Coronaviruses have been around forever. This is just a new one. Mm -hmm. But then we've got this yeast. A new yeast. I wonder if you can make bread out of it. Mm. Mm. Fancy bread. Yeah, or beer. That'd be a question for an ancient Greek philosopher. <laughs> I could answer that. Yes, you could. <laughs> okay, but you answer it. Liam. Thank you, Liam. You're the best. Yeah, you either. have to define bread first. <laughs> okay, what, what is <laughs> yeah? What is reality? What is bread really? Bread is <laughs> bread. Is bread a, a part of reality? And if so, then what's yeah. reality? Uh, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the, oh yeah. So yeah. So are you Platonic or or um, the other guy, Socratean? So typically, yeah, I'm Socratean. Really? That's how you. That's how you do the um, the conversation. 
Yes. You correct. go down the line, you have to define everything. Right, and you, you ask questions. Yeah. But Plato believed that um, that there was a, a reality to like perfect shapes, mathematical things, and we were discovering them, right? Yeah. And then, oh, it was Plato versus Aristotle. And Aristotle was like, no, 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 no. These are all inventions of humans to describe the world. Yeah. Is that right? And uh, Plato Plato, had Plato that, was the um, cave, the cave analogy, right? Yeah. And Plato had that weird uh, understanding of the of the human mind. I can't. I don't exactly remember what it was because I took that class like two years ago now. But it was a. Uh, it was like your your head is a circle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm spitballing here, but your head's a circle, and everything that has ever existed is inside that circle or something. Hmm. I don't. I don't. That's okay. that's I'm probably get completely... email about this one. From... <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure I'm I'm completely incorrect. I know that they but. for a while there one of the um cosmologic uh theories was that all of the planets fit into shells that were defined by the platonic solids. Yeah, I don't know about all that. And you know that circle and square and tri or and uh pyramid and tetrahedron and all this stuff which would be a pyramid. But um and then it was when they discovered um it's Something beyond Saturn that it all fell apart. It was just yeah. a quinky dink. Hey, Tacey wants us to move on. Are you bored? Not yet. Not yet? No, I was just uh, taking a nap. Uh, we can talk. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number one thing. A medical question. Don't take advice from some <laughs> asshole on the radio. Named Tacey. <laughs> I shouldn't listen to I shouldn't oh, listen oh. to Clyde when it comes to that stuff, though. Clyde? Yeah, because he was the one telling me about that. And I was like, no. That's interesting. But I mean, Clyde's a nice guy, but he's I not the Clyde. one. Oh, well, we love Clyde, too, but he's not exactly the one that should be dis- uh, you know, explaining Platonic solids, too. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, okay, but anyway. All right. Hello, folks. I hope everybody's doing good. Hello, my friend. Scott. And the Fluid family. Hope everybody's good there. Got a little bit of a question here. If somebody was to get, let's say, a finger amputated off in a motor vehicle accident or an arm or something such as that, when they go to reattach that, how in the world do they know what nerves? Go back to what severed ends. It's not like a nerve has a color-coded zip tie or a label on it. No, but they do line up, though. And listen, we're we're still not you, very good at this. If you just know, if you know which side of the fingernails on, you can flip yeah, it that way. Correct. <laughs> That'll help you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can reorient the thing based on just the anatomy. Right. Now, if it's a crush injury, a lot yeah. harder. Yeah, it's got to be sliced, and even then, it's very difficult. Or like and, a degloving, where the you've can, oh, yeah. got the skin ripped off. That that's a little more challenging. The the worst thing, and so, so it's a it's a challenge. It's microsurgery. Mm-hmm. They just have to line the parts up, and uh, we're still in the very rudimentary stages of this. I mean, I, I'm not aware that people's arms are being reattached mm-hmm. after being cut off. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of that. Are well, you aware of that? Well, the thing is, what I was going to say is that the nerves are one thing. The vascular component is a little more important. Get the vascular component. Correct. Well, to, to make it live. Right. So it lives first, and then if they're lucky— then they may get some nerve function back because those those peripheral nerves can be really challenging to get to wake back up sometimes. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's if you do, and that's if you have great surgeons and you get to them really quickly. You still don't know what they're going to do. Um, so, but yeah, I think I guess it depends on the on the injury, Doctor Steve. If it's a rip or tear versus a like a, or crush injury versus a 
like a sharp saw or something that's cut cut yeah. cut an arm where it's a little bit more easily identifiable. It says here most patients need limb replantation mm-hmm. within hours of experiencing traumatic injuries. Depending on the type of injury you have, surgical specialists can replant some severed limbs. University of Utah apparently um, specializes in this. So, um, yeah, wow. And that's something now. Mm. It is amazing how long an arm can go without blood. Mm-hmm. Because when they do a beer block, you know, they'll, they'll put a tourniquet oh, yeah, on they your arm. stop the blood. And they just stop it. Yeah. And then they operate on you. And then just, you know, it can be an hour, two hours later. Then they they um, um, take the tourniquet off and everything comes back to normal. Total knees, they'll do, they'll do that a lot. In some of those total knees, they'll actually put a tourniquet above the knee on the quad. Yep. Around the upper leg. And you know, we'll actually so they see, can have a bloodless field. Yeah, bloodless field, yes, which makes the surgeries easier. <clears throat> but you know what we see a lot of times is after that, people have a lot of pain. Yeah, where that tourniquet was, you know, the knee surgery is fine. It's just where they had that that, that yeah, tourniquet. it's crushed yeah. the nerves yeah. that go the mm-hmm. nerves and the, the muscles and the vascular. Yeah, all right. everything, the lymph, everything. Yeah, yeah, the nerves tend to run, particularly in the ribs. We'll see that when they'll split ribs. We see it less and less now because mm-hmm. they're doing microsurgery when they take out lungs. Mm-hmm. And, okay. But they used to uh, cut a slit from end to end on your in your rib cage between yep. the ribs, and they would put a spreader on the upper rib and the lower oh. rib, and then go crank, 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 and open it up. And they would open, the, you know, they would just spread the ribs, and it would crush the nerve mm-hmm. that was running along the top of the rib, mm-hmm. because the artery, vein, and the nerve go together on the top of the rib, and then you can crush them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, when you do that, you end up with a thing called post-thoracotomy pain syndrome. And I've, I started using Botox on that. and works really well. So if you have something like that, uh, send me an email. I'll send you some uh, some articles about Botox to those and we do types a lot, of we pain. Do, we do it a lot, too. Sure. Yeah. A lot but of I'm seeing yeah. less and less of it. I haven't seen one in uh, quite <clears throat> some time now. I've actually got two right now. But uh, it is fascinating that you can um, that you can do these things, but anyway, okay. I had another point I was going to make about um, the beer blocks, but now I can't remember what it was. But anyway, yeah, uh, shit. Well, we if I you. think of it, yeah, if I think of it, it'll be. Hello, Doctor Steve, and I I don't know, but hopefully Casey and and um, Doctor Scott and God knows who else. <laughs> so, Liam, that would be you. You're, be you're God the, knows who else. The chosen one. <laughs> In your cavalcade of, of contributors. <laughs> oh, this is... Are you remembering to switch the camera? Yeah. That? Okay, all right. Okay. I'm, this is I don't Terry, doing anything, a.k.a. Though. the Boodmaster. Well, it's on me right now. Um, I did just leave a message for the Patreon thing, and oh. I'm happy to have this go anywhere. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, it's uh, this is Terry, and uh, he is a... Uh, a charter member of our Patreon. Check it out, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We, I put stuff up there that we don't, that isn't normal. <laughs> so the live streams go there first. Uh, any experimental stuff we do, and then Tacey and I do a, just a regular Patreon show when we have questions, but anyway. Um, I have severe migraines. I have a horrible spine. And uh, and I have epilepsy, mm. and I recently saw a spine specialist who I'll just leave him go nameless. Okay. From Emory University. It's a good idea. Um. Anyway, um, he was happy to give me Botox injections. 
in my occipital condyles and in that area of my neck. And it's something I've had done before and I've had some success. But the reason why I'm calling is that my wife, who is a brilliant woman, has a problem with me having Botox injections. Oh. Primarily the fact that she, her mother, God rest her soul, had them done years ago when she was in pain. And my wife feels that it contributed to her mother's loss of her mind. Hmm. And I just wondered if you could speak to that um, because, you know, I don't have much of a mind left anyway, thanks to <laughs> epilepsy. But uh, no, that's not I just, true. Terry's. I know it gave me relief, and yeah. I would love to have that relief again without the fear of losing what mind I have left. Yeah. Thanks very much, and I appreciate everything you guys do. Thanks, Terry. God bless. Yeah, you too, man. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but before before you I get into the, to say about this, yeah, the medical the yeah. medical part of it, I mm -hmm. see a lot, or <clears throat> we see a lot, we see a lot of patients with headaches and specifically migraines and treat them with the acupuncture instead of or in addition to Botox treatments. And, it, right. and as a general rule, it works extremely well. And what and what we've found is that over time, it lessens the need for the frequency of the Botox if that's one of your concerns. Mm -hmm. And um, so in. And if you do it correctly, you can stagger these things where you can get really good, you know, my, depending on the kind of migraines you have, obviously, but you can get some um, some pretty significant pain relief. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And, you know, whatever works. Yes, and anything non-pharmacologic, I'm always in favor of. Yep. Uh, two things. Botox does have some uh, significant adverse uh, events associated with it. If it's given in the doses that they do for migraines. So the neurologist, and you don't go to a cosmetic person for this. You go to a neurologist and they inject a certain place in your head on both sides and they use lots of units of Botox. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Botox is botulinum toxin that comes from the uh, Clostridium uh, uh, species that makes botulism. And microgram per microgram, it is the most toxic substance on earth that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would, we would worry about it being weaponized if it weren't so unstable. Okay. Like if you get a vial of Botox and you don't put the saline in just right, you can lose, it. lose all of it. Yeah. So the stuff is really not stable. That's why it hasn't been weaponized. Thank God. Mm. But um, you can get botulism from Botox injections. I am not aware of a single case that's ever happened from someone getting uh, Botox from uh, for wrinkles okay. because they use such small amounts. You know, I, the max, I think, Tacey, when I was doing it, the max I ever gave anybody was like 30 units. Yeah. And the, the, You're very light-handed when you do it. Right. But judicious with it. And it worked. Yes. You well, know, the, and it's, you put them in the right place and it works better. Correct. <laughs> the dermatologist will pump, what, 60 units? I mean, I have a friend who just had 80 units. 80 units. Oh. Yeah. And even that is considered a low dose that of That could have botulism. been disport, though. And isn't that kind of like a half dose? I mean, I don't know. Don't you have to multiply it by two? I wish Chanda were here because uh, it's, I got out of it before Disport came out. But yeah. um, 
uh, we still use botulism, just regular, you know, botulinum toxin for uh, therapeutic use. But anyway, uh, here's 86 botulism cases caused by cosmetic injection of botulinum toxin. I just said I'd never heard of anybody getting it from cosmetic injection, and here's 86 of them. It says 86 botulism patients caused by cosmetic injection were enrolled in the study. All the patients were diagnosed according to their history of cosmetic injection. I would love to know what how much they got. When was this? Okay, this is a relatively recent study because when I was doing it at that time, they were telling us there'd never been a case of it. Uh, the main symptoms of botulism included a headache, dizziness, insomnia, fatigue, blurred vision, eye-opening, difficulty, slurred speech, um, difficulty swallowing, constipation and anxiety. They occurred 0 to 36 days after Botox injection, but especially from the seventh, second to the sixth day. And um, I'm trying to see if there was an average number of units that they got. Uh, the incidence rate was highest in the people um, between age 26 and 30, which is sort of interesting. But uh, anywho, uh, oh yeah, okay, here we go. So yes, when if it was if they got less than a hundred units, there the percentage was um, sixteen. But if they got a two hundred to three hundred units, oh my god, they were, if the incidence was up to fifty percent. So yes, of course, stop with the these monster doses. Uh, the regular low do doses. I've got. A, I, I just yanked this up while we were talking. So um, I, I need to read further on this particular study. But uh, it looks to me like the lower the dose. Again, this is dose dependent. Uh, the le the less the risk. Now, but Terry's not talking about botulism. He's worried about uh, dementia and decline. And so I've got this from Neurochemical Research in 2020. Intramuscular injection of botulinum toxin boosts learning and memory in adult mice in association with enriched circulation of platelets and enhanced density of pyramidal neurons in the hippocampus, which is a place in the brain where information is processed. So I think that's interesting. Botox makes you smarter, <laughs> at least in rats. In rats, yep. <clears throat> So I don't think that's a that's a problem. Yeah. You don't want to get Botox from it. But if they're, you know, listen, ask them what their incidence is. I'll bet you the neurologist never had a case of it. Right. It's still rare even in these higher doses. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, and when I said 50%, it's not 50% of people that had that. It was 50% of the cases that they saw had those higher doses. Gotcha. Okay. And they only had a certain 86 referred to them. All right. All right, Terry. I think you can do the Botox. Just, uh, you know, understand the risk benefits and alternatives. Just understand the correct risks, though. Right? Correct. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's try this one. Hey, Liam. it's Rowan County. Oh, yeah, Liam, close your ears on this one. Right yeah. um, I have a question about PCP. Oh. It is... Um, like in the morning, you might get up and have relations with your bride or whoever it is you have relations with. Yeah. And then a couple hours later at work, you have to urinate. Yes. And when you do, it feels really good. Oh. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great <Okay>. question. <laughs> when it, I does it feel really good? I don't know. When you when you pee, yeah, it feels good when you pee. Did he say mm. after PCP? I, I don't know and what, what sex? the I thought it was PCP part. Yeah, I was thinking. I thought we we're gonna have a question about what does PCP do to you? Yeah, yeah right. that's a long hey, time. Rowan, County Redneck. Um, I have a question about PCP. PCP. Oh, postcoital pissing. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> I guess. Post-coital pissing. I mean, I don't Why know. would you say postcoital pissing? You're using the medical term for intercourse, but then saying pissing. It should be PCM, postcoital micturation. Yes, yes that's what I'm thinking Scott. about. There. Give thyself a bell. That's what I'm talking about. That'd be a good name for our next band. Post-coital Who got that mix- bell there? Because he didn't. He didn't say that. You said it. No, he said it. We said it together. Oh, it, was, it was a team. Whatever. A yeah. team bell. You. That's, <laughs> that's half for us and none for you, sucker. <laughs> Postcoital micturition. Yes. So uh, one thing that happens when you have a big meaty erection is that it it cuts it. You can't urinate. It cuts off the, or it increases the tone of the bladder sphincter, because from an evolutionary standpoint, you don't want to be having intercourse with someone and then bathing their cervix with your semen and then washing Washing it it back out again with your urine. It's not what the way it's supposed to work. So when you have that big, you know, massive purple throbbing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) juicy um, erectile um, tissue, then uh, you, it's very difficult for you to urinate. So I think what's probably happening is is he's just got a full bladder, and now the the sphincter, the tone has decreased, and it just feels good getting rid of all that urine. I guess I don't know. That's I'm I'm not really aware of postcoital much of anything usually these days post, at my age. So I was I don't say know. usually usually it's post postcoital pain, you know, and you you, you, need, you need you need a little bit of um if you piss right you know, afterward you're gonna have burning yeah, in your urethra caused by urethral spasm. And we've talked about mm-hmm. Tacey, if you've been paying attention, you know what the treatment for that is if you have burning in your urethra, not caused by Chlamydia yeah, or, or you know, gonorrhea. Or biting or, you know, right. or something like that. Do you that. remember what it is, Tess? No. Okay, you dump your junk in warm water. Warm, not hot oh, water. Oh, yes, mm. yes. And uh, if you do that, it, it it's like a miracle. Mm. It works every time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Liam. Mm. Liam is learning things. He's taking notes, I can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Dr. Steve, I just called you about um, my voice and shit. Okay. I, I have to tell you, it's been a month. This happened on October 18th. I'm calling you today, Thursday, November 16th. Oh, wait, did I just break down that fourth wall? I'm not supposed to say that, right? No, it's fine, dude. Everybody knows we are way behind posting shows and stuff. I'm sorry, but yeah, today is November 16th. We were taking calls from 2015, which we are going to again here today, if we have time. Go ahead. And, uh... Today is Saturday, November 16th. Okay. How are you doing? Good, man. Um, anyway, yeah, so it's been a month. Am I ever going to get my voice back? Oh, okay. I think that is this guy. Let's see. Hey, Dr. Steve, let me just quick. How are we going to have go on Wednesday? I overdosed on Yes, calcium. that's the guy. Channel blockers. Same guy. Okay. I... Uh, we did this already. Yeah. Okay, I think the interesting thing is we did this last week, mm-hmm. and 
he uh, was intubated and he had some swelling of the vocal cords afterward. Listen to the difference in his voice because this is the same guy. <laughs> Did by accident. But I was taken to the hospital. And then this is him now. Yo, Dr. Steve, I just called you about... Completely different guy. Hey, let me ask you the, the yeah, first... So, yes, your voice will go back to normal. We or, told him. Or should, yeah. Like, yeah. But th- that was the first phone call from 2015 or something? No, no, no. no <laughs> or no. was it recent? No, the, that the, the, Barely one, recent. the one I just played, this one. Yeah. Um, my voice and shit. Well, he sounds good, that yeah. Was, that, he, that was after right. this one. Hi, Dr. Steve. Yeah, okay. yeah, you know what? yeah, I know that, but I was, it was just like, wondering. no, it's like um, two weeks ago. Oh, good. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah, because he said, this is, I'm calling you on November 16th, mm-hmm. right? That was, okay. yeah, it was 2023. Gotcha, gotcha. Isn't that interesting, though? That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we told him that. Hey, we did. Yeah, and then, it was with patience and, 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 and do not overuse the vocal cords. Yep. Yep. And uh, we should give ourselves a bell for yes, that, don't should. you think, Ty? See, it's one well, this is for all three of zero. us. Give myself <laughs> oh, no. a bell. <laughs> no. Get your hand off my penis! <laughs> I just love that drop. Oh, I, I know I'm going to overuse it and run it into the ground, mm-hmm. but it's too good. Hey, Dr. Steve Forrest here. Hey, man. Great. How are you? Oh, oh, wait. But sorry. I'm sorry. Want- God. Every time I mess it up. Let's try it again. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve Forrest here. Hey, Forrest. How you doing, man? Great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. I was just wondering, I had a question about <laughs> energy drinks. Yes. Uh, I won't say the brand name, but there's one in particular. Hyperphysics. One of the more popular ones oh. that I enjoy. Oh, I, that's okay. It's not hyperphysics. Then. That would probably be Celsius. By the sugar-free version, but yep. it still has all those other uh, chemicals in it, like taurine and whatnot. Yeah, I'm just you'd... wondering how bad is it for me to drink those, maybe one or two a week. Uh, no, I used to drink them every day, but heard it could cause diabetes or diabetes. Um, so just curious, should I give it up altogether? Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that I used to think the taurine was just bullshit. They all have taurine in them, mm-hmm. and but taurine is uh, has been touted as the new fountain of youth. I've been go ahead, yeah, go ahead. You, you, I want to follow up on it because yep. I, after that call we had a couple weeks ago, I got yes. some, yes, and I've been taking it every day, Ooh. and I and I think it does make a difference. It makes a huge difference. I swear to you, I like it. I cannot take if I take taurine and I take my modafinil for my sleep, you know, for my narcolepsy, and then also drink a Celsius. I feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. Right on. I think I could get by just taking the taurine, taurine by yeah. itself without taking the modafinil or anything else. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, and a thousand milligrams is way too much for me. So I started off on five hundred milligrams, mm-hmm. and there are some other effects of taurine. So it's supposed to help with memory, memory enhancement. Yes. I, I want to say brain function, maybe cognitive maybe function, energy production. Uh, it helps the body process bile acid and Ooh. stuff like that, but. Um, you know, it is. Uh, there's some new data that shows that um, uh, you know taurine has some other effects as far as anti-aging. And I'm not. Listen, I'm an empiricist. I really want to see this data, mm-hmm. but it I, it's an amino acid. It didn't go hurt anything. It's it, as far as I'm concerned, unless it's just a contraindicated for you. Yeah, just don't take huge doses of it. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I, I don't hate energy drinks if you're staying under the sort of the lethal dose of caffeine. Right. 
And uh, for that guy, he's doing it once or twice a week. I mean, everything in moderation, including everything in moderation, blow it out your ass every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, have an extra energy drink. But uh, I, I find them to uh, be – some of them are pretty tasty. And, uh, you know, Tasty drinks three cups of coffee every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the amount of caffeine I'm getting is comparable to that. So, you know. Anyway, yeah, look at the label. Make sure there isn't anything in there that you can't have. Now, if it says coffee, green tea, guarana, and other stuff, they're just adding more and more caffeine in there. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's different ways of just adding the same thing in so that they don't have to say, oh, this has, you know, an excess amount of caffeine in it. Anyway. Yeah, I think you have to be careful with energy drinks. Oh, I, I, but I, I think yeah. your body tells you, wait right. a minute. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you're right. And, and it does that for me, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I can always tell when I've done a little bit too much because I just absolutely feel like I'm, my skin is, is just wants me to crawl out of it. Now, they do uh, say on... You know, the interwebs and that, you know, people can have trouble sleeping, obviously anxiety. Yeah, don't drink this stuff right before bed. And but increase blood pressure. So if you have hypertension, just make sure that your energy drink is not making things worse for you. And that's real easy to do. You know, uh, don't do it for a week. Get your blood pressure taken. And uh, look at your other parameters like that, you know, heart rate and stuff. And then go back to drinking your energy drinks and see if there's a difference in your blood pressure. You know, everybody can have a blood pressure cuff now. I have the little wrist cuff, and it's Mm -hmm. amazingly accurate. Mm -hmm. It costs next to nothing. Well, before we get out of here, Dr. Scott, what do you got from the fluid family? By the way, if you want to join the fluid family, it's usually around 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Uh, before WATP starts, and uh, you can just hang out with us at uh, youtube.com slash at weird medicine. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so we've got one from, let's see, Frosty Sunbird. Question, can you tell whether the cause of burning and very painful feet is diabetes or damage to the spine? Oh, you take that one. Yeah, so so there's a couple things. Certainly, um, anytime you see it in both of the feet. You, you think you think it's going to be either a midline, which is a spine, which was what Frosty was asking, or diabetes. And certainly, if you have a if you have a history of diabetes, you'd lean more towards it being a diabetic neuropathy. And the characteristics a little different too. They are a little bit different. Um, and, but you know, they, they, there are a lot of tests you can actually run. You can you can test to see if one is diabetic. You can do an MRI on the spine, but you know, you can have diabetes and have trauma to your spine and have sure. have a combo and there are other things that cause neuropathies in the feet i mean chemotherapy can right um, certain other medications i won't mention can have been known you can to mention cause them the, certain statins can can yeah. cause it high doses can cause neuropathies um, and even even strangely enough alcohol. Dr. Steve, alcohol could do it, and even 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 sm- you know really thin fat pads on the bottom of some people's feet can have really thin feet, and that can that can make those feet really sensitive and excite those nerves, and they're just miserable. Huh. And typically, it's in both feet too, so it's not just thin one. fat pads. Thin fat sounds pads like an oxymoron. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, so there, so that is certainly um, a pretty challenging thing to okay to treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So diabetic neuropathy, you can have uh, generalized, you know, a sm- 
glove and stocking type neuropathy. Mm -hmm. But you can also get mononeuropathies with diabetes, where it's just one nerve rather than a whole bunch of nerves. Mm -hmm. And you can get a collection of those called mononeuropathy multiplex. It's very difficult to diagnose sometimes, mm -hmm. where you'll have a bunch of different just single nerves that are, that are messed up instead of all the nerves in the fingers and all the nerves in the feet. Yep. But it's usually characterized by numbness. Uh, pins and needles called paresthesias type pain. Mine feels like, and mine is not from um, from diabetes, uh, but it feels like um, if you take a pin cushion and you put the sharp pointy parts sticking out of the cushion instead of sticking into the cushion, mm. you know, they're sticking out of it, and then you just take that and then just rub it all over your toes. That's how mine feels. That's great, yes. Yeah. Now, there are um, nutritional supplements that you can take for those uh, type things. Talk to your provider, but for the most part, glutamine, alpha-lipoic acid, um, uh, myo-inositol, and gamma-E are the big four. And if you go to drsteve.com and hit the menu, there is a thing for neuropathy sufferers there where I have all of those supplements and, and the data such as it is that goes with it. Mm -hmm. None of them are very good. Nobody's doing double-blind, placebo-controlled trials on these things because they can't make any money off of it. No. That is one problem with, you know, uh, pharmacology for profit is you got to make a profit or you're not going to do the studies. Yeah, but I would go I would go the extra length to try to determine what what the cause is because if it's if it is like an oxygenic yes. cause if it is if it is in fact a, a medicine causing it you can sometimes change medications correct and, and be better if it is in fact a spine a lot of times an epidural will 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 turn that off completely. And it may not last right. forever. No. It may. Sometimes physical therapy. That's why therapy. I'm walking. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes physical therapy. Tell them uh, what an epidural is. If people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Some, a lot of times for, for pain syndromes, if you go to a, a spine specialist or, or a pain medicine interventionalist, um, they'll, they'll stick a you know, needle in, your, in your, the lower part of your back, in your lumbar spine in between the vertebra and put a, and put a um, steroid in there, sometimes a little numbing agent in there, yeah. which takes away some of the swelling. And a lot of times, it makes a huge difference. Worked for me for six Thank months. Yeah. Do you have the camera on him? Yeah, it should be on you him. Do? Okay. All right. We're just a little delayed over here. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure. That I gotta. I have to give you a grade at the end of this. Oh, Shit. Lord. It's, it's not, not going to be great. Yeah, because it's it's showing that I'm it's pretty on sure me. he'll get whatever I've mom's. Been so, has it get. been working the whole time? I don't know. I've been switching you, it. You've been around. doing great, Liam. I've never. I'm seen sure such, it's perfect. I've never seen such. If it's just been on me the whole time, it's perfect because it's all about me. <laughs> so, so work it up, Frosty, and if you have questions, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, dope. Is that it? That That's is all it. we got? Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott, Tacey, Liam, thank you for being here. Uh, look forward to having you working in the studio with us uh, going forward. Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. It ha uh, listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. On demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Mm -hmm. Say goodbye, Liam. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>